We're going to stay standing. We're going to pray quickly. We're not going to pray for us to receive the Word. We're just going to pray for our uh, Zambia missions trip. So um, we've got about 28 people going up there. Um, they're doing trips at our base and in the outlying areas of churches we planted. Um, Zambia um, saw um, just last year, I think, yeah, it was the end of last year, we broke 10,000 people in church. And, and you must remember, we're planting so many churches out there that some of the churches are 40 people, 70. So so the, there are many churches and this project was birthed out of this church. But on this trip, we're starting something. We're doing something that we believe we can play a massive role in. We're actually putting a steel roof on a church. And it can sound pretty simple, but um, in the communities we're planting in there, once you do that, that building becomes the most significant building in the community because everyone else has grass roofs in a way. And in the storm, the, the rain comes, but the church becomes the central, the lighthouse. And it really, once we've, we once we put steel roofs on churches in Zambia, that church has settled. The church we're gonna we're about to put a steel roof on, they've already planted seven churches. So, so they're a significant church. But our goal is the back end of this, because uh, we've already got the funding from our church family to do it and to cover this trip. But for us to start going, hey, we're gonna do five roofs next year or 10. And and so when, when we look at it, all of the 100 churches we planted have all actually become lighthouses and planted. So you guys, let's pray for that Zambia trip. It's amazing. Let's quickly pray. God, we just lift up our team that are traveling next week, Friday. I pray that you bless them, you keep them safe and alert on the road. And that trip that is two and a half days would actually be a blessing to them as they travel up. I pray on the trip, you keep them all healthy, that their bodies will be healthy and so that they can give their best on the trip, God. I thank you that as they refresh others on this trip, that you will use them mightily, supernaturally. They'll see your miracles. They'll equip the church there. They'll empower the church and release it to evangelize and we'll be able to build the church there physically as well. God, I pray God as they refresh others, they themselves will be refreshed and we would just hear testimony after testimony. We pray that this would be such a significant trip as we build that one church. We pray that we'd be have the privilege to build many more in Jesus' name. Everyone believe it said? Amen. Awesome. Last thing, let's pray quickly to receive. God, you know that you, your word is a seed. So we pray that our hearts would be soft right now so that you can plant your seed in our hearts. We also pray that Holy Spirit, that you would touch our lives. Jesus, you are the one who baptized us in your spirit and fire. Will you baptize us now? Will you fill us up? And will you do something supernatural in us and our children next door? We submit to you now. We wanna do your will, resist the devil. We thank you that he has to flee. Pray to protect you on us and our children. We pray that anyone is without hope in this place, that you'd knock on the door of their heart and draw them unto yourself in Jesus' name. Everyone believe to said, amen. Awesome, you guys can take your seats. It's so good to have you in the house. And um, you would have seen next week, we start our brand new series on serving and it's gonna lead up to not only Mandela Day, but the week after that, our big serve day. And you will see that that everyone in the church will have a day where they can give an hour to serving uh, generously outside of our building into our communities. You'll see that online where you can sign up. And, and listen, I know James Dobson uh, says this, but and, and we also have this philosophy with mission 
missions, um, but, but once you get a young adult on a missions trip, it will redirect their lives for the rest of their life, how they live it, how they, how they stay generous. But they reckon if you can get a child serving other people um, before the age of 11, it also changes the child in the way they live. Okay, so just a, a key that even as you sign up on our serve month, it might be an awesome time for you and a, as a family to do something together for uh, some other people. You might go into one of our old age homes. You might go into a cleanup area in a community. There's, there are going to be all these options to serve, but it's actually, I encourage you to get your children to touch, use their hands for what they're actually made for, to be generous and serve others. Okay, so it's an awesome opportunity. But it's, yeah, it's so, come on, what a blessing to actually be back in church and uh, without restrictions, like like the Anne said, we we're gonna always create an environment where every however you want to do church this season, you can do it. Okay, and there will always be hand sanitizer on all our sites, so they will be available because we are aware that this is a journey. But it's also amazing to come out of this and look back when we went into restrictions. Um, we were at this location. As we come out of the restrictions, we are now at three locations. Okay, we never let the limitations stop us from building the church. So now we've got a church in Camps Bay. We planted in Malkbos, and within a year of Malkbos, God did a miracle and brought two churches together where they asked us to take over another site. And actually, so we, in Malkbos, we actually have got a building paid off everything. We blessed. Um, so, so just a miracle. So went into COVID just here, come out of COVID restrictions, having planted two more churches. Um, and and it, what's exciting is you would have seen Lacanio up here. Um, and we'll talk more about that. But Lacanio is actually going to lead a church in Peter Maritz from September, okay? Um, and, and so we, listen, Lucania is an incredible leader, okay? He's not only been with us on our staff, he's also studied law. He, he's one of, for me, he's one of our best young leaders I've seen. And so he, we of course are gonna be in partnership. It will be autonomous, but we will also be taking care. We'll be partnering. Uh, we've got a plan to, to do this, uh, but it's gonna be right across the road from, from a university. So we're very excited. Um, we feel it's gonna be strategic. It's gonna be a church that impacts the nation because people will get saved, changed, and they'll go live in different parts of the country as well. But, but the reason I'm telling you that we, we, uh, we are not shrinking back. We're not throwing away our confidence. We're building the church, okay? This week, we, we did our first view clinic in our own premises uh, where we, so, so we'll show you photos, but we did our first um, actual, so we got our own health center now fixed and we've, we can, of course, expand that in the future. We've got three consulting areas and a waiting room. Um, so um, that's just amazing. And the, and the reason I'm celebrating this is we have not shrunk back. We're building the church. Restrictions could come, but we decided we're gonna carry on going. And I wanna honor you guys for being generous and outward looking. And if that's what we could do with restrictions, what can we do in this season then? Okay, we can do so much more together. So, so yeah, I just wanna encourage you guys and I'm super excited. 
Today I'm doing the final week of our Holy Spirit series, and tonight we're going to have a massive encounter service. Uh, we've got some more worship. We planned it. We'd have another about 30, 40 minutes of worship. Listen, uh, our worship has been incredible in the evenings. We've really uh, set up our team to be ready for those encounters. So come tonight, and then on Tuesday night, we're also going to have a worship encounter. So if you want to be filled with the Spirit, understand the gift of tongues more, all those things, come tonight and you can also come on Tuesday um, night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. and then remember Holiday Club at this location is next week from Tuesday not this coming week the week after that from Tuesday to Thursday the programs from 8 city to 1 p.m. so I encourage you to be there but our theme scripture has been Zechariah 4 verse 6. This is what the, Lord, uh, the word of the Lord, uh, this is the word of the Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And we've been encouraging you that you can do life in your own strength, but it's not as good. It's actually not all that God has for you. And this scripture should be a scripture that you should have in your heart, that you don't have to do it in your own strength, that you can do it in the strength of God. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, for the kingdom of God is, um, is not just a lot of talk, it's living by God's power. And it can't be lip service, as Leanne says. It actually has to be us experiencing the power of God. That's why Jesus says to the disciples, it will be to your advantage if I go. I'll ask my Father to send you the Holy Spirit who will never leave you. So you are never without the opportunity to have the strength of God in your life, in your marriage, in the way you parent, in the way you do business. You can have access to the power of God at any point at all times. Uh, when you live in God's power, you're living in dunamis power. If you look at the original language, the Spirit of God gives us dunamis power. It's a supernatural ability. It's a supernatural strength beyond your ability. And we see that, that we actually, it is available to us. Um, the disciples were ordinary men. They didn't make any rabbi school. They weren't chosen by the elite. Yet Jesus chooses them and then he empowers them. And these normal people start to do extraordinary things. These natural men start to do supernatural things. And that's actually available to us as well. You can believe for the supernatural in your life. God can do exceedingly abundantly above what you can hope, dream, or imagine according to His power working within you. So His Spirit working within your life gives you access to that exceedingly abundantly, abundantly and above. Acts 1 verse 8 says, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And so when the Holy Spirit comes on your life, you can receive the power of God. Um, Acts 2, 1 to 4 um, says, um, so of course we, we, we hear that, the, we see that scripture, Jesus saying you'll receive power. And then we actually see that power coming on the disciples, the early church. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sinning. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So we see Jesus says, you'll be filled with the Spirit. And we see then they waited in the upper room. The Holy Spirit came on them. They were clothed with power and they spoke in tongues. Of course, uh, a lot of us can be 
or, uh, sort of put off by the gift of tongues. But I'll let you know, if you were a New Testament Christian who got saved in the book of Acts, you would not have found a church that we're, uh, with our Christians who were speaking in tongues. Okay, so, um, so, so that's actually how the church started, was birthing power and people had the gift of tongues. I do wanna point out that we see um, in, in the apostle Paul saying, you know, if you had the choice of speaking English prophetically, choose that over speaking tongues. Tongues is a personal gift. It edifies you, it, it strengthens you. And when you prophesy, we see that people should interpret the gift. So we are very aware that, that we don't wanna get to a place where we're actually not speaking in a language that benefits and builds the gospel, but we don't wanna walk away from this gift. Why would we walk away from a gift? It's a good gift. And I wanna encourage you that Leanne and I pray in tongues and I pray in tongues all the time. I pray in tongues in meetings when I don't know what to pray. When I'm sort of at the end of my own language, I start to pray in my heavenly language because the enemy doesn't understand it. And the, I pray a prayer, where a perfect prayer in the spirit. And I do it under my breath. I, do, I don't do it to disconnect people. I do it for me to connect with God. I do it to strengthen myself. And, and I, I, I've not neglected that gift. And, and so I wanna make you aware that it is a gift. And if you wanna understand more, want me to pray for you or for our team to pray for you, I encourage you to come tonight or to come on Tuesday because we're gonna have more time. But, but straight after the service, there's another service. That's the only reason I'm telling you that. I'm not trying to neglect it. But, but I wanna encourage you that there is the gift available to you. Acts 1 verse 4 is Jesus speaking. He says, on one occasion while he was eating with them, so while it's the account of Jesus with the disciples, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. So I want you to see when he poured out the spirit and he, they were clothed in power and then they spoke in tongues, it was, it, was, it was what Jesus was speaking of, the gift. He didn't say, wait for something. He said, he called it a gift. It was actually an awesome gift from your heavenly Father, uh, which you've heard me speak about. He goes and say, for John baptized with water, but in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And we see the picture of, of water baptism where we see people um, declare publicly that they've been uh, saved. The, the old is gone, so they, they go under the water. And it's a picture of burial of their past. And they rise up as a new creation. And John the Baptist says, you know, um, I baptized you in water, but there's one who's gonna baptize you in fire. He's gonna baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Matthew 3 verse 11 mentions what's gonna happen as well. Um, and John the Baptist says this, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who's more powerful than I. And of course, he's speaking about Jesus. You must remember John the Baptist's ministry, he was a forerunner. He was pointing towards Jesus, his ministry. So he's speaking about Jesus here. And he says, um, more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So, because we see now in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit came on people and they were baptized, clothed in power, and they spoke in tongues. And, and I'm not trying to um, just focus on the gift of tongues, but I am trying to make you aware that the one who gives you this gift is Jesus. 
Okay, it's not me, it's not Andre Hreif, it's not some other preacher, it's actually Jesus. And that's why you can do, ask Jesus to baptize you in His Spirit in your car, as you go to work, every morning as you get out of bed, before you go to bed at night, you can ask Jesus to baptize you in His Spirit. Because that's what Scripture shows. Who's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit of fire? Jesus. John says, I baptized you in water, but there's one who'll baptize you in fire and the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you to continuously r remember that you and I leak. Have you ever gone into traffic as a Christian and come out unsaved? Anyway, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, anyone. And like, you go in and Jesus is, you're my son. You get out the car. He's like, I don't even know you. Anyway, like, um, come on. Every, we leak. We get into, you could go on the bus and get frustrated. You can, you and I have confrontation. We have things that happen and it's real. And, and that's why I think Jesus, when he says, be filled with the Spirit, the word filled is continuous. So you might say, how many baptisms are there? Well, hopefully one a day for you. You know what I mean? Like, because it says that you can actually be filled with the Spirit every day. And because you and I leak, I suggest you ask Jesus who baptized you in the Spirit to baptize you every day. Because you and I can run dry when we neglect our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So, so I would suggest as people who leak, we should always be filled. Okay, is that good? And you can ask Jesus. He's the one who fills you and He baptizes you. Um, John's account that Jesus baptized in fire is found in all four Gospels. I think that's saying something to us, that, that Jesus would emphasize, that God would emphasize that Jesus baptized you four times in all four accounts of the Gospel. I think He's trying to highlight something to us, that we need to wake up every day and say, thank you, Jesus, that you'll baptize me in fire and your Spirit. Will you baptize me this morning? And listen, you might feel like you're running dry. Maybe your, 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 your temper is quick and you, the fruits of the Spirit aren't there, the patience, love, kindness. You just actually have to go back and say, Jesus, I need you. I need your help. I need you to fill me up. And, and um, listen, you know, my, my children can be naughty and we can sort it out and, and discipline, but then they'll go, Dad, I need this. Immediately, I wanna make that available to them. And that's why scripture says, as earthly parents, if you give your children good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? Okay, so I need you to re remember that, that the way you receive Jesus as your Savior, you say, Jesus, will you save me? It's the same way you can receive the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The, the same way you, were, you had the faith to receive your salvation. I encourage you to have the faith to receive the filling of the Holy Spirit. And the word baptize is to be fully submerged. Okay, baptismo in its original language, it's not a sprinkling, it's not a drop, it's an actual outpouring. And, and it's a picture of you being submerged in the Holy Spirit from the tips of your toe to the top of your head, fully submerged. And, and so when you ask God, I want you to ask God to baptize you, to fully, to fill you up, to fully submerge you. Ephesians 1, 13 to 14 says, in Him, you also trusted and after you heard the word of truth. The, um, so, so basically, this is speaking about our salvation. So, so in Him, uh, you also trusted after you heard the word. So you heard the gospel, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit, who's the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise, um, uh, to the praise of His glory. And uh, the reason I chose this version uh, from the New King James is that, that it says that this, um, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The, if you look at the scripture, you'll actually, if you study it, you'll see that you, 
that your salvation, you can't boast about it. You were chosen by God. You were drawn to salvation by the Holy Spirit. That's why I prayed at the beginning of the service. If there's anyone without a relationship that God would knock on the door of your heart, He would draw you to salvation. Um, then you see that you were redeemed by Christ. You, you, you were drawn and you heard the word and you received Jesus and He paid the price for your sin. And then we see that you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so I want you to be aware that 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 in your, your redemption, in your salvation, God played a role, Jesus played a role, and the Holy Spirit played a role. And, and to live out your salvation, you need God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit right throughout. Um, I don't want you to ever get to a place where you neglect it, and, but also love what the Holy Spirit does. So once you get saved, there's a seal on your life. And, and let's say that you were a letter going out and, and you had the message. And, and so when God made you, He made you in your mother's womb and He made you on purpose. And he, He's also made you for a purpose. And, and there's a message on your life. And, and the Bible says you're overcome by the word of your testimony, the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So there's this testimony of change on your life. And there's this letter, your life's a story. Sometimes you're gonna live it, it's gonna be the only Bible people read, and sometimes you're gonna confess it, and it's gonna be the only Bible people hear. But, but, but your life's the message. And so, but God's got His Holy Spirit seal on you. And, and so when people pick up the, like the message, and maybe even the enemy comes and tries to distract you, he goes, did you see that seal? What does that seal say? It says property of God. It's already been paid for by God. And, and did you see that, that that seal is telling me that this is a message, a God message on this person's life. There's an overcoming power. There's an overcoming, there's a gospel message on this person's life. They used to be a mess and then Jesus changed them and now their lives become a message. And, and you see that this seal is also telling us that it's actually on its way somewhere. And, and listen, you know, we might try to distract this message but there's a protection on this message. And that's what a seal does. A seal tells people where it's from. And the seal says that, yeah, when Jesus died on the cross, he died for this person. And, and the seal also says that there's a, a protection. And so, so there's not an absence of sin or, or opposition, but the power on this message is greater than the opposition that comes its way. There's an authority on this message. Um, it's from the King of Kings. This is the King's letter now. So, so when you mess with this letter, you're messing with the King. When you mess with this person, you mess with it. And, and it's also a guarantee that this message will get to where it's called to go. God is faithful to finish the work He started. Because the seal says there's a down payment of what's to come. There's a taste, the heaven, there's a deposit of heaven. Why? Because they were made for heaven. It's so important that you and I don't neglect the Holy Spirit in our life. He reminds us of where, why, how we got you. It says that the Spirit of God actually allows you to cry out, Abba, Father. It's a spiritual thing because in those moments, you don't know what to do. Your, your spirit cries out, Abba, Father, because your Father's in heaven and He's got your back. Jesus is interceding on your behalf. And so the Holy Spirit does that for us. The Holy Spirit also, not only our leader, He's our God, He protects us. There's a protection on our life. 
Um, so, so I'll remind you, there's opposition and there's sin that comes our way, but they can't, they're not the dominant factor in our life and they're not more powerful than the Holy Spirit's work in our life. But when we neglect the Holy Spirit, sometimes you and I can think that the, Holy, the sin in our life is actually the bigger part of our life. But once you get saved, actually the, the, biggest, the biggest part of your life is the Holy Spirit. And, and you should grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's like God planted a seed in you once you get saved. And that should grow. And, and, and you should go from glory to glory and strength to strength yearly. And you should know that, that it's by the grace of God, it's by God's Spirit, not by your might, not by your power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord, that you're gonna get to these places you need to go. It's by Spirit. So I wanna encourage you to actually focus and wake up and know that the Holy Spirit, He's been deposited, He's the seal and, and He's the one who wants to fill you, who wants to lead you, He wants to guide you. And this is a personal relationship. That's why Jesus says, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit. He'll never leave you. You've got access to a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes when your life gets knocked around, it's the Spirit of God that reminds you that you're a child of God, already sealed, set apart, protected, and on your way to your destination. No matter what the economy does, no matter how life knocks you around, this will get to its destination. The king has already put a seal on it. And he's put a deposit on it. The, the king's already put a touch of heaven. And that's why even uh, the, the, in this, our worship, and we, we sense God, we, we actually sense his spirit. And, and we almost think so, uh, we have a, like by God's Spirit, as we, we, we have God's Spirit in our life, it's like we get a taste of heaven and God does that to us because He wants to let you know, you've got a bit of heaven in you because you were made for heaven. You're on your way to heaven. But God, how will I get there? I struggle so much. You're on your way to heaven. How will I do this? I've already put heaven inside of you. you got the seal of the Spirit. And I want to encourage you to get some more of heaven, <laughs> in a way. To get more of God's presence, to get more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Ephesians 5, 15 to 18 says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, like those who, um, but like those who are wise. So I encourage you to live like wise people. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk on wine because you'll ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and that filled a continuous word. So I encourage you, I remind you, Jesus baptized you in the Spirit and it's a continuous word. And you, can, you can ask Jesus to baptize you wherever. You, you and your spouse can go to your home today and just, Jesus, will you baptize us? And Jesus will do it. That's why in Luke 11 verse 13, I know I'm jumping some scriptures um, so for the team, but it says, if then, speaking about us, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So, 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 so we now need to be full of the Spirit. You must remember when you're drunk on wine, you're under the influence of wine. You end up doing things you, you wouldn't normally do. Some people drink wine to get a bit more confident or drink alcohol. I don't know, I can't drink. Some people do it to get that stress off their life. But God's saying, if you fill, ask me to fill you the Spirit, you'll be under the influence of God. 
and, and the temporary fix that wine will give you, I'll give you an eternal fix because this will be a down deposit of heaven. And, and I will help you do things you could never do in your own strength. I will help you do exceedingly abundantly above what you can hope, dream or imagine. So, so yeah, wine might cause you to do some temporary things. This crazy thing is a lot of the things you do with wine and alcohol, you regret. But with me, you'll do eternal things that you'll celebrate forever in heaven. And you'll be able to confidently come before God and there'll be a boldness. There will be no shame if you're filled with the Spirit. But in wine, shame might come about. But in the Spirit, there'll be no shame. There'll be power. And you'll be under the influence of the Spirit. So I want to encourage you to remove the barriers that keep you from all that God has for you. So yeah, I wrote there, remove the barriers that keep me from all God has for me. And in James 1 verse 7, I'm not gonna get there. It says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. It's a good gift. And then second point is ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel 47 is a prophetic picture of the Spirit of God flowing out the temple. And in the picture, a man goes eastward and he measures it. And he first measures, measures it and it's ankle deep. And he, then he goes and walks another thousand cubits and it's knee, uh, cubits and it's knee deep. And then he walks another thousand and it's waist deep. And then it's a deep river. And then it says at that place, there's swarm of living creatures. Ezekiel 47 verse nine, in the depths, there's swarm of living creatures. Um, uh, swarms of living creatures will live uh, where Wherever the river flows, there'll be large numbers of fish. And of course, we see life. And, and we see it's in God's Spirit. It's in the depths of God's Spirit that there's really life. It's not actually ankle deep where you're in control or knee deep or, or waist deep. It's in the depths that you experience the life. It's, it's being filled with the Spirit. And and, and, and you must remember, if you want to experience all of God, you can't experience all of it going halfway in. You know what I mean? You can't experience it on the, on the side of the shore, ankle deep. You can't experience it over. If you want to experience everything God has for you, you need to go all in. And even on this first sort of week back where things have changed, maybe you need to make a commitment for the next six months or for the next year, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to be at church every week. I'm going to start serving. I want to see what God does in the depths. I've spent my life in the shallows. I've carried this weight. I've tried to sort things out in my own strength. Um, I've done it by my own might, but not by might, not by power, but by your Spirit, I'm going to go all in. I'm actually going to go for it. I'm going to go and do it by God's Spirit. I encourage you to go all in. Do you want to stand up quickly? In Acts 2 38, it says, Peter replied, Of course, this is Peter preaching. And he, he said to the crowd, they were like, okay, we, they heard the gospel. They said, what must we do? They said, he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For some people, they actually have to confess their sins. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Maybe that's you. And as you do it, not only will you receive your forgiveness, but you'll also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit this morning. And you're gonna ask Him to fill you. And then for others, you're gonna ask Jesus, the one who baptizes, you're gonna ask Him. You remember, earthly parents give their children good gifts. How much more will you, Jesus, give me the Holy Spirit? Will you baptize me in your spirit? 
The first group, I just wanna pray for you quickly. If you need to come to Jesus, you know there's, there's stuff in your life that's in the way and you're saying, Jesus, I wanna come back to You. I wanna make right, I wanna ask You to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says those who call on the Name of the Lord, they'll be saved. If that's you with every eye closed, out of respect for some people, you saying, Andre, will you lead me in a prayer? I wanna confess my sins. If that's you, I wanna encourage you to boldly receive this awesome gift of salvation. Because He's ready to forgive you right now. He's a loving Father. If that's you, I'm just gonna count to three. Just give me a wave. So that's me, lead me in that prayer. One, two, three. If that's you, just awesome, awesome. Anyone else? Just go. Awesome, anyone else? Just quick, just bold. Say, that's me. There's something powerful when you, we actually go, that's me, God. Jesus, I need to make right with you. I did it. It was the best thing I ever did. My only regret is that I didn't do it sooner. Let's quickly pray as a church family. Maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you know you need to pray this prayer. Let's pray. Jesus, I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Because of this confession, in this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. Please, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I call on your name. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Come on, let's give praise this place. Now, just quickly, all I want you to do is ask Jesus to baptize you. Because I don't do it, Jesus does the baptizing. Now he's pretty fine. If you want to, just stand to read it. However, we're gonna sing this. I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. We're just gonna quickly sing this song. And you can pray with me if you want Jesus to baptize you. Jesus, thank you that you are an awesome Father who gives us the Holy Spirit. Jesus, please baptize me in your spirit and in your fire from the tips of my toes 